0: 45 just about. We've uh, managed to get Andrew Jung in the studio here to have a look at a different view of several issues that have been absolutely dominating and one will continue to do so today. All the talk around E.J. Young. Andrew, uh, good morning to you. Good morning, Alex. So he may well end the day behind bars. Uh, We're going to see Seoul Central District Court decide whether to issue an arrest warrant for him as requested Mm -hmm. by independent prosecutors earlier this week.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think the uh, the focus is on what the prosecution is trying to do uh, with this arrest warrant because they're putting a lot of things on you know on the line. And if we move on to the editorials, uh, I'm going to move on to the Korea Economic Daily quickly here. Mm. And uh, the newspaper here voiced strong suspicion that the special prosecution's decision to apply for Jay Lee's arrest warrant was due to the strong public pressure to do so in an editorial published late Monday. So, so here's the the side who's Who's suspecting the prosecution of trying to force this one through because the public, you know, polls are showing that they want Jay Lee behind bars. But then you have the other side saying, you know, there are there they might really have the evidence to, I guess, base their uh, arrest warrant on and. And this arrest warrant is based on supportive facts, so well, it's got have to these, be, doesn't it? Right, it, it should be. I, I guess. mean, it's
0: going to Seoul Central District Court, and that would be a second authority. Then that would be vetting that, and if they also right, agree, right, then right. we've got to have faith in right. that institution.
1: But then there's also the danger that the judge who's going to be responsible for this is going to be, you know, under heavy public pressure to, mm. I guess, you know, approve the arrest warrant. So here's the voice from the Korea Economic Daily saying that there's, you know, strong suspicion here that the prosecutors here are functioning yes they might be professional but at the same time they're probably bowing to public pressure is what the korea economic daily is saying
0: yeah i mean the other thing about this is that ita young could still be charged even if he's not detained this is just a question of whether he needs to be kept in custody whilst he's going through the prosecution process because either way it looks like the special prosecutors are going to bring a case against him
1: yes and and possibly other conglomerates here as well but um uh there's a lot of I guess, you know, conflict on whether or not this is the right thing to do. Mm. You know, both tactically from a prosecutor's point of view and then from a legal point of view, whether this is right and then from like a moral standpoint and from more, more of a business standpoint as well, you know, and, and somewhat emotional, I guess.
0: Yeah. I whether mean, or
1: not this is the the right step in the right direction is is what you know the, the editorials have been, I guess, fussing about.
0: Well, if you're going to have all these other figures who are in custody at the moment, mm-hmm. then you would think that all of the top suspects would have that consistency. But one of the main practical reasons for doing it is to stop them either destroying evidence or from right. leaving the country. But right. Samsung Group would argue there's already a travel ban on him, and that mm-hmm. uh, he's not likely he's to not do those someone, things. And he's not someone
1: you know who can really hide because his face is all over the you know all over the country. So, but
0: it also then raises questions: Are we going to? the culture minister, Choi Yun-sun, for example, and the ex-chief of staff, right, Kim right. ki uh, in those prison uniforms pretty soon because uh, they were questioned overnight. I mean, it, this has not finished yet. What about the Chungang Hilbo?
1: Right, I'm going to move on to the Chungang Hilbo. And this is, I guess, you know, the, the newspaper here published a more mildly worded editorial compared to that of the Korea Economic Daily. This one was from late Monday, and it said the, the newspaper trusted local courts to decide Jay Lee's fate wholly based on evidential facts and not unpoliticized or populist-tainted pressures. The, the Morning Daily called the independent counsel's decision to seek Lee's arrest warrant, quote, a move that would decide the entire investigation's fate and also published, this. the same newspaper also published a similarly worded editorial today uh, saying that uh, we were living in a over-politicized world and urged courts to keep in mind South Korea is a nation based on the rule of law, further urging to ensure the right of the defendant, which is, of course, in this case, Jay Lee. So yeah. this newspaper was a little bit, you know, less, I guess, vocal about this, you know, public pressure suspicion thing. But the Chungwang did say that you know, we hope that the courts would not consider public, you know, opinion when they decided. But the, the pressure can work both ways TV. though. Right. Because right.
0: Samsung has a lot of influence here.
1: It does and it, it may have a, you know, justifiable argument. I haven't seen the evidence I haven't seen what the prosecution is exactly saying, but um I do think, you know, the prosecution and Samsung will be, you know, I guess, you know, engaging in a observable, very, very interesting uh, war mm. of words over whether or not Jay Lee should be, be uh, put behind bars.
0: It, it's interesting to me that uh, if they were planning to do this in the first place, they didn't also just place Y.J. E. Young under emergency detention straight away pending that arrest warrant, as they've also done with other suspects. They let him go, but they obviously don't feel he's able to stay free while, while they prosecute him. So that uh, perhaps warrants further analysis but for now let's get to ban ki-moon right and the question of uh, whether he's been successful in connecting with all parties we've i think made the point resoundingly this week that you can't please everyone all the time but he's trying to please as many people as possible apparently with a presidential bid in mind
1: yes and he seems to be having all the characteristics of a de facto candidate you know running around the country visiting you know the the typical important uh, ceremonial places that every candidate has or should visit. um I think the question is how well Pond is connecting with the ordinary voter because everybody here has seen him in his official i guess position as the former u n secretary general yes, his his days when he was the former uh, foreign minister. So I think a lot of people remember him you know working as a public official and have seen him multiple times in this official i guess pose, but um we haven't had a lot of glimpses into what this man is really, you know, really like as a human being. And and I noticed a few interesting uh, stories, you know, articling what this person uh, as a person might be, Mr. Ban. And the I I found a very um interesting story in the Hungerbul and mm. the Daily Morning Peace published a short sketch story um yesterday afternoon reporting on a 70-minute Chimek uh, session, which is, of course, a chicken beer session that Pan had had with um, the 20 or so reporters following him on his, de- again, de facto campaign trail. And the newspaper reported here that Pan showed moments that appeared to prove as if he was just another neighborhood, ajushi, of course, which is the Korean term that roughly translates into a term meaning, you know, benign, friendly neighbor.
0: Yeah, so- fried chicken and beer, not the, not the best Diet for a seventy-something-year-old? No, but um, the odd the odd um, indulgence is right, probably and, and okay. Right, and the story said they had make
1: so it was not only beer, but you know there was also soju in there. But well. um, the newspaper also notes that uh, Pan and the reporter split the bill, breaking with the old press tradition here, which is of course dictates that the the uh, politician being reported on ends up paying the bill for the large gatherings such as the one on Monday night that they had and the decision to go dutch here of course was made due to the Kim Jong-un act which is <laughs> which you know asking those considered to be in working relationships to refrain from paying each other's bill so this this was a you know interesting story uh, it, it did put light on you know what this person might be as a human being it was a very friendly kind of toned story but then i'm going to move on to the hungdae and it took a kind of a more official and critical tone against pine and, and you know, I guess was critical to whether or not Pine was really connecting with the ordinary voter. Uh, the newspaper published an editorial dated Tuesday evening, so that was last night. Uh, criticizing Pan for either condoning or being ignorant concerning corruption allegations involving his brother and his nephew. So the tone quickly changes here to very serious allegations. And the editorial cites a testimony by uh, Matt Russell Lee, a a journalist who has covered the U.N., saying that uh, his critical coverage of Pan and his family had created a, quote, a big fight with the U.N. Uh, The coverage began with multiple questions, saying the response to those uh, questions were very negative, according to Lee, uh, who, who was describing the U.N.'s response to his. Questions. And the Hangiri editorial cites the testimony, which alleges that multiple incidents of conflicts of interest involving Pan and his close relatives, uh, including the fact that Pan's brother, Pan Gisang, had applied for and had been granted government uh, procurement projects in Myanmar uh, during Pan's tenure as UN's boss, and of course, a story involving Dennis Pan, uh, Pan's nephew. Uh, who had who was employed by a company that had owned the building, in which multiple rooms had been rented out to the UN, according to this report. So, I mean, that, the Hungary's Pan, point, though,
0: really is right. to make him clear these up,
1: right? And this was the the, the, Hun- the was urging, you know, Pan, you know, you you might be a good guy, but you better answer to these allegations if you really want want to run for president with a clean sheet, because these are allegations that need to be investigated if he really intends to be president. And these are very serious allegations, um, to be honest. And I think the Hungary is noting that you know, Pan must you know, come forward and be human about this and yeah. be honest about it.
0: Well, you know, these allegations are, are coming out now. Mm-hmm. It, from a political point of view, you'd probably want to keep them in your armory and bring them out a bit later on. He has the opportunity here to get this all out the way and then start his presidential campaign proper? Because what we're seeing now is just the preliminary throws. He's got to right. decide a party as well.
1: Right, that, that's another, I guess, political you know, decision we're going to wait for. But um, I think uh, uh, Pan, Pan has been, you know, of course, repeatedly denying these allegations, but I think this allegation will be have to be answered.
0: Let's get to THAAD, uh, because that's been uh, an issue that's affected the candidates who are positioning themselves ahead of the election, and it's also a very hot political topic here.
1: Right. I'm going to jump to the Chungang Ilbo editorial, which uh, noted the Lotte dilemma in this controversy, because Lotte has, on one hand, promised to the Defense Ministry that they're going to you know, give up some real estate for the uh, deployment of the THAAD, and on the other hand, they're doing a lot of business in China, so that so they're being, I guess, reluctant to proceed with this uh, promise that they had made. And I think this illustrates the microcosm of how South Korea is kind of stuck in between, involving this yeah. controversy. And the Chongryongbo published the editorial noting that, I guess, you know, dilemma in an editorial uh, published and, last night.
0: And how much sympathy do we have for, for Lotte in this situation? Right, I right, wonder. Right. And the their own business interests first.
1: It did voice sympathy towards Lotte's dilemma, but it urged the conglomerate to, you know, put South Korea's interests first by, you know, accepting that and going and proceeding with this deal that they had made with the South Korean Defense yeah. ministry. Well,
0: well, Mayor Park Kwon Soon took an interesting stance. You know, he was critical, actually, of Moon Jae-in this week, but he was saying how... You know, he does recognize the importance of ties with the U.S., but he also said it was no point really upsetting China over, over a system that's not really going to protect Seoul. I think at this point, because there are so many question marks up in the air, both about the Puck administration and about thad itself, let's have a, a further independent inquiry into THAAD, mm-hmm. as we're having into everything else. Let's answer once and for all, is Thad going to protect South Korea? Let's get that answer out there, and then regardless of China's position, act according to that finding. Uh, there's no massive rush here, and it's obviously important to get this right and not have it right. dogging the next administration from the start. Andrew Zhang? Thank you. Good to have you here. Mm-hmm. As always, our different view, an opportunity for us to share our own views as well. Thanks to our producer, Pak today. Our writers, Chee kyung me and Chee Young-jin. I'm Alex Jensen, looking forward to being back tomorrow at 7.05, but do stay with us. You've got your news headlines at the Rosine Park in just a few moments, and then Kardashian taking you through Careerscape.